0: Chapter two of Anthem by Ion Rand This LibriVox recording is in the public domain Recording by Greg Giordano. Part two Liberty five three zero 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 Liberty five three thousand Liberty five three zero 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 we wish to write this name we wish to speak it but we dare not speak it above a whisper for men are forbidden to take notice of women and women are forbidden to take notice of men but we think of one among women they whose name is liberty five dash three zero 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 and we think of no others the women who have been assigned to work the soil live in the homes of the peasants beyond the city where the city ends there is a great road winding off to the north and we street sweepers must keep this road clean to the first mile post there is a hedge along the road and beyond the hedge lie the fields the fields are black and ploughed and they lie like a great fan before us with their furrows gathered in some hand beyond the sky spreading forth from that hand opening wide apart as they come toward us like black pleats that sparkle with thin green spangles women work in the fields and their white tunics in the wind are like the wings of sea-gulls beating over the black soil and there it was that we saw liberty five dash three zero 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 walking along the furrows their body was straight and thin as a blade of iron their eyes were dark and hard and glowing with no fear in them no kindness and no guilt their hair was golden as the sun their hair flew in the wind shining and wild as if it defied men to restrain it they threw seeds from their hand as if they deigned to fling a scornful gift and the earth was a beggar under their feet we stood still for the first time did we know fear and then pain and we stood still that we might not spill this pain more precious than pleasure then we heard a voice from the others call their name liberty five dash three zero 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 and they turned and walked back thus we learned their name and we stood watching them go till their white tunic was lost in the blue mist and the following day as we came to the northern road we kept our eyes upon liberty five three zero 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 in the field and each day thereafter we knew the illness of waiting for our hour on the northern road and there we looked at liberty five dash three zero 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 each day we know not whether they looked at us also but we think they did then one day they came close to the hedge and suddenly they turned to us, they turned in a whirl, and the movement of their body stopped as if slashed off as suddenly as it had started. They stood still as a stone, and they looked straight upon us, straight into our eyes. There was no smile on their face, and no welcome, but their face was taut, and their eyes were dark. Then they turned as swiftly and they walked away from us. But the following day. When we came to the road they smiled they smiled to us and for us and we smiled in answer their head fell back and their arms fell as if their arms and their thin white neck were stricken suddenly with a great lassitude they were not looking upon us but upon the sky then they glanced at us over their shoulder as we felt as if a hand had touched our body slipping softly from our lips to our feet every morning thereafter we greeted each other with our eyes we dared not speak it is a transgression to speak to men of other trades save in groups at the social meetings but once standing at the hedge we raised our hand to our forehead and then moved it slowly palm down toward liberty five dash three zero 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 had the others seen it they could have guessed nothing for it looked only as if we were shading our eyes from the sun but liberty five dash three zero 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 saw it and understood they raised their hand to their forehead and moved it as we had thus each day we greet liberty five three zero 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 and they answer and no men can suspect we do not wonder at this new sin of ours it is our second transgression of preference for we do not think of all our brothers as we must but only of one and their name is liberty five dash three zero 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 we do not know why we think of them we do not know why when we think of them we feel all of a sudden that the earth is good and that it is not a burden to live we do not think of them as liberty five dash three zero zero any longer we have given them a name in our thoughts we call them the golden one but it is a sin to give men names which distinguish them from other men yet we call them the golden one for they are not like the others the golden one are not like the others and we take no heed of the law which says that men may not think of women save at the time of mating this is the time each spring when all the men older than twenty and all the women older than eighteen are sent for one night to the city palace of mating and each of the men have one of the women assigned to them by the council of eugenics children are born each winter but women never see their children and children never know their parents twice have we been sent to the palace of mating but it is an ugly and shameful matter of which we do not like to think we have broken so many laws AND TODAY WE HAVE BROKEN ONE MORE. TODAY WE SPOKE TO THE GOLDEN ONE. THE OTHER WOMEN WERE FAR OFF IN THE FIELD, WHEN WE STOPPED AT THE HEDGE BY THE SIDE OF THE ROAD. THE GOLDEN ONE WERE KNEELING ALONE AT THE MOAT WHICH RUNS THROUGH THE FIELD, AND THE DROPS OF WATER FALLING FROM THEIR HANDS, AS THEY RAISED THE WATER TO THEIR LIPS, WERE LIKE SPARKS OF FIRE IN THE SUN. THEN THE GOLDEN ONE SAW US, AND THEY DID NOT MOVE, KNEELING THERE, looking at us and circles of light played upon their white tunic from the sun on the water of the moat and one sparkling drop fell from a finger of their hand held as frozen in the air then the golden one rose and walked to the hedge as if they had heard a command in our eyes the two other street sweepers of our brigade were a hundred paces away down the road and we thought the international four eight eight one eight would not betray us and union five three nine nine two would not understand so we looked straight upon the golden one and we saw the shadows of their lashes on their white cheeks and the sparks of sun on their lips and we said you are beautiful liberty five dash three zero 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 their face did not move and they did not avert their eyes only their eyes grew wider and there was triumph in their eyes and it was not triumph over us but over things we could not guess then they asked what is your name equality seven dash two five two one we answered you are not one of our brothers equality seven two five two one for we do not wish you to be we cannot say what they meant but there are no words for their meaning but we know it without words, and we knew it then. No, we answered, nor are you one of our sisters. If you see us among scores of women, will you look upon us? We shall look upon you, Liberty 5-3000, if we see you among all the women of the earth. Then they asked, Are street-sweepers sent to different parts of the city, or do they always work in the same places? They always work in the same places, we answered, and no one will take this road away from us. Your eyes, they said, are not like the eyes of any among men. And suddenly, without cause for the thought which came to us, we felt cold, cold to our stomach. How old are you? we asked. They understood our thought, for they lowered their eyes for the first time. Seventeen, they whispered. And we sighed as if a burden had been taken from us, for we had been thinking without reason of the palace of mating, and we thought that we would not let the Golden One be sent to the palace. How to prevent it, how to bar the will of the councils, we knew not, but we knew suddenly that we would. Only we do not know why such thought came to us, for these ugly matters bear no relation to us and the Golden One. What relation can they bear? still, without reason, as we stood there by the hedge, we felt our lips drawn tight with hatred, a sudden hatred for all our brother-men. And the Golden One saw it, and smiled slowly, and there was in their smile the first sadness we had seen in them. We think that in the wisdom of women the Golden One had understood more than we can understand. Then three of the sisters in the field appeared, coming toward the road so the golden one walked away from us they took the bag of seeds and they threw the seeds into the furrows of earth as they walked away but the seeds flew wildly for the hand of the golden one was trembling yet as we walked back to the home of the street sweepers we felt that we wanted to sing without reason so we were reprimanded tonight night in the dining hall for without knowing it we had begun to sing aloud some tune we had never heard but it is not proper to sing without reason save at the social meetings we are singing because we are happy we answered the one of the home council who reprimanded us indeed you are happy they answered how else can men be when they live for their brothers and now sitting here in our tunnel we wonder about those words it is forbidden not to be happy for. As it has been explained to us, men are free, and the earth belongs to them, and all things on earth belong to all men, and the will of all men together is good for all, and so all men must be happy. Yet as we stand at night in the great hall, removing our garments for sleep, we look upon our brothers and we wonder. The heads of our brothers are bowed, the eyes of our brothers are dull and never do they look one another in the eyes. The shoulders of our brothers are hunched, and their muscles are drawn, as if their bodies were shrinking, and wished to shrink out of sight. And a word steals into our mind, as we look upon our brothers, and that word is fear. There is fear hanging in the air of the sleeping halls, and in the air of the streets. Fear walks through the city. Fear without name, without shape. All men feel it, and none dare to speak. We feel it also, when we are in the home of the street sweepers. But here, in our tunnel, we feel it no longer. The air is pure under the ground. There is no odor of men. And these three hours give us strength for our hours above the ground. Our bodies betraying us, for the council, the home, looks with suspicion upon us. It is not good to feel too much joy. To be glad that our body lives, for we matter not, and it must not matter to us whether we live or die, which is to be as our brothers will it. But we, equality, seven dash two five two one, are glad to be living. If this is a vice, then we wish no virtue. Yet our brothers are not like us, all is not well with our brothers. There are fraternity, two dash five five oh three. A quiet boy with wise kind eyes who cry suddenly without reason in the midst of day or night and their body shakes with sobs they cannot explain there are solidarity nine six three four seven who are a bright youth without fear in the day but they scream in their sleep and they scream help us help us help us into the night in a voice which chills our bones but the doctors cannot cure. Solidarity. 9-6347. And as we all undress at night, in the dim light of the candles, our brothers are silent, for they dare not speak the thoughts of their minds. For all must agree with all, and they cannot know if their thoughts are in the thoughts of all, and so they fear to speak. And they are glad when the candles are blown for the night. But we, equality seven dash two five two one look through the window upon the sky and there is peace in the sky and cleanliness and dignity and beyond the city there lies the plain and beyond the plain black upon the black sky there lies the uncharted forest we do not wish to look upon the uncharted forest we do not wish to think of it but ever do our eyes return to that black patch upon the sky men never enter the uncharted forest for there is no power to explore it and no path to lead among its ancient trees which stand as guards of fearful secrets it is whispered that once or twice in a hundred years one among the men of the city escape alone and run to the uncharted forest without call or reason these men do not return they perish from hunger and from the claws of the wild beasts which roam the forest BUT OUR COUNCILS SAY THAT THIS IS ONLY A LEGEND. WE HAVE HEARD THAT THERE ARE MANY UNCHARTERED FORESTS OVER THE LAND, AMONG THE CITIES, AND IT IS WHISPERED THAT THEY HAVE GROWN OVER THE RUINS OF MANY CITIES OF THE UNMENTIONABLE TIMES. THE TREES HAVE SWALLOWED THE RUINS, AND THE BONES UNDER THE RUINS, AND ALL THE THINGS WHICH PERISHED. AND AS WE LOOK UPON THE UNCHARTERED forest FAR IN THE NIGHT, WE THINK OF THE SECRETS OF THE UNMENTIONABLE TIMES, AND WE WONDER HOW IT CAME TO PASS THAT THESE SECRETS WERE LOST TO THE WORLD. WE HAVE HEARD THE LEGENDS OF THE GREAT FIGHTING, WHICH MANY MEN FOUGHT ON ONE SIDE, AND ONLY A FEW ON THE OTHER. THESE FEW WERE THE EVIL ONES, AND THEY WERE CONQUERED. THEN GREAT FIRES RAGED OVER THE LAND. AND IN THESE FIRES THE EVIL ONES, AND ALL THE THINGS MADE BY THE EVIL ONES WERE BURNED. AND THE FIRE WHICH IS CALLED THE DAWN OF THE GREAT REBIRTH where the script-fire, where all the scripts of the evil ones were burned, and with them all the words of the evil ones. Great mountains of flame stood in the squares of the cities for three months. Then came the great rebirth. The words of the evil ones, the words of the unmentionable times, what are the words which we have lost? May the council have mercy upon us. We had no wish to write such a question, and we knew not, we were doing till we had written it we shall not ask this question and we shall not think of it we shall not call death upon our head and yet and yet there is some word one single word which is not in the language of men but which had been and this is the unspeakable word which no men may speak nor hear but sometimes and it is rare sometimes somewhere one among men find that word they find it upon scraps of old manuscripts or cut into the fragments of ancient stones but when they speak it they are put to death there is no crime punished by death in this world save this one crime of speaking the unspeakable word we have seen one of such men burned alive in the square of the city and it was a sight which has stayed with us through the years and a haunts us and follows us and it gives us no rest we were a child then ten years old and we stood in the great square with all the children and all the men of the city sent to behold the burning they brought the transgressor out into the square and they led them to the pyre they had torn out the tongue of the transgressor so that they could speak no longer the transgressor were young and tall they had hair of gold and eyes blue as morning they walked to the pyre and their step did not falter and of all the faces on that square of all the faces which shrieked and screamed and spat curses upon them theirs was the calmest and the happiest face as the chains were round over their body at the stake and a flame set to the pyre the transgressor looked upon the city there was a thin thread of blood running from the corner of their mouth, but their lips were smiling, and a monstrous thought came to us then, which has never left us. We had heard of saints, they are the saints of labor, and the saints of the councils, and the saints of the great rebirth, but we had never seen a saint, nor what the likeness of a saint should be, and we thought then, standing in the square, that the likeness of a saint was the face we saw before us in the flames the face of the transgressor of the unspeakable word as the flames rose a thing happened which no eye saw but ours else we would not be living today. perhaps it only seemed to us but it seemed to us that the eyes of the transgressor had chosen us from the crowd and were looking straight upon us there was no pain in their eyes and no knowledge of the agony of their body there was only joy in them and pride a pride holier than is fit for human pride to be and it seemed as if these eyes were trying to tell us something through the flames to send into our eyes some word without sound and it seemed as if these eyes were begging us to gather that word and to not let it go from us and from the earth but the flames rose and we could not guess the word what even if we have to burn for it like the saint of the pyre what is the unspeakable word end of chapter 2 recording by greg giordano newport richey florida